a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, I want to thank you for your peace in our lives. Thank you for the favor that we have received of you. And thank you for the doors of heaven which you have opened unto us. Holy Spirit of God, I ask you that you pour the abundance of yourself upon us, that you, O Lord, you frustrate every works of darkness, you shine your light upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Dear Lord, I ask you to allow your blessing to be released upon us today, to allow your favor to manifest upon us today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate the name of the Lord. Bless Him for His faithfulness and for His kindness that endures. Appreciate Him. Appreciate Him. Appreciate Him. Say, Lord, I give you all the glory. I give you all the praises. I declare you are God. I declare you are faithful. I declare there is no one like you. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the ancient of days. You are the lily of the valley. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Ask the Lord to fire back every demonic arrow that has been fired against your finances. In the name of Jesus, say, Lord, every demonic arrow fired against my finances, I return those arrows back to the sender in the name of Jesus Christ demonic arrows fired at my finances i return them back to the sender in the mighty name of jesus all demonic arrows fired at my finances return back to sender in the name of jesus return back to send return back to send every demonic arrow fired at my finances return back to sender in the name of jesus christ makata libro yadaba return back to sender in the name of jesus christ say in the name of jesus I tear down every demonic altar erected against my prosperity. I tear down every demonic altar erected against my prosperity in the name of Jesus Christ. I tear down every demonic altar erected against my prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, Father Lord, stretch forth your mighty hands and bring unto me everything that the enemy has taken away from me. Restore my finances. Restore your glory. Restore your blessing. Restore your favor back into my life in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.
We thank the Lord for bringing us into a new day. Yesterday we started a new journey into the book of Timothy. We are going to be looking at the letter of Paul to Timothy in a very comprehensive manner. Some of the things that Paul spoke to Timothy that were personal to him and some of the things that are doctrines that we must follow some of the things that were personal advice from Apostle Paul to Timothy and some of the things that were his personal prescriptions for the problem that was prevalent at the church of Ephesus. As at that time, Timothy was the pastor, the presiding bishop of the church at Ephesus. And there were some problems that were peculiar to the church at Ephesus. And the church at Ephesus was said to have been one of the richest church in the history of the apostle and there were a lot of people in this church there were jews there were gentiles there were a lot of people who also brought in paganism into the church and all these things were ravaging the church at ephesus and the letter to timothy were some of the Paul's prescriptions to solving some of the problems that were at the church then. While Paul was writing this letter to Timothy, some of the things that Paul said to Timothy from the mind of Paul were not intended to be used as yastics for Christian doctrines. Some of the things that Paul said were specific prescriptions for specific problems that were happening at the church of Ephesus. Now, the Bible scholars who carved out the New Age and the Millennial Church doctrines felt that some of the things that Paul said to, the, to Timothy were right and they qualify enough to be called, to be included into the doctrine of the church. There were some things that Paul said that cannot be accepted as a doctrine. A typical example of that is not allowing women to teach or to preach in the church because that was a peculiar prescription for a, pe a peculiar problem at Ephesus 
I believe when we get there, I will be God will help me to be able to explain better. So there are some of the things that we can find in the book of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy that can be strictly called some of the Christian doctrines. We can use them as prescriptions for how things are done in the church because those ones qualify to be called, to be included in the doctrine of the church. What are doctrine? Doctrine are principles, standards that is set by the word of God. And when we are looking at qualifying doctrine, we have to look at does this doctrine, does this prescription, does this word, does this standard tally with the Old Testament prescriptions? Does it tally with the Old Testament laws? Does it tally with the prophets? Does it tally with some of the old dispensations? Before it can be called a doctrine, it has to meet the standard of meeting God's prescription for his children from the Old Testament down to the New Testament. So today we are looking at verse 3 to verse 11 of the book of 1 Timothy. I urge you, this was a direct message to Timothy, the spiritual son of Apostle Paul. He said, I urge you, when I went to Macedonia, to remain in Ephesus, so that you may instruct certain people not to teach different doctrine. See, one of the major problem of the church of Ephesus that time was false doctrine. You know, Christianity was still too young. A lot of people received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. The 3,000 people that were won on the day of Pentecost, not all of them received the Holy Ghost. Some of them came into Christ with their pagan beliefs. Some of them came into the kingdom of God with their ideas, with their cultural beliefs, with, their, with, with the things that shape them in their environment. Their core beliefs, their family values, everybody brought this thing into Christianity. And the church at Ephesus became a victim of some of these anomalies. Because there were people who were not broken, who joined the church, and who felt it was okay to add their family beliefs, their paganist belief, their moral belief, whatever belief they have, they felt it was okay to add it to their teachings. And that became the first doctrine because they did not tally with the law of God in the Old Testament. Neither did they tally with the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. So doctrine is measured by the laws, is measured by dispensations. So how do we say a doctrine is valid? We have seven dispensations. We are currently at the dispensation of grace. So 
in order to measure if a dog if Chris, a christian doctrine is actually valid we have to look at the each of the dispensations what was god's standard for each of these dispensations and some of the dispensation what are some of the things that grace the dispensation of grace where we find ourselves what are some of the things that has been abolished by this dispensation of grace an example the fact that there are ceremonial laws during the time of moses ceremonial laws were laws that are meant to bring people closer to god people to for for people to be able to come to the presence of god and express their request before god which borders around sacrificing animals which borders around doing ceremonial stuff like before you enter the church you must wash your feet you must worship on sabbath you must do this you must do that some of those laws are ceremonial and there were laws that were pointing to the lordship of jesus christ in a study that we call typology in typology we look at some of the things in the old testament that speaks of the coming of christ that prophesies the coming of christ so a typical example of this was requirement for the forgiveness of sin which is found in the book of leviticus a sinner must bring the goat to the priest and the priest will help him confess his sin on top of the goat and the goat will be taken outside the camp and be burnt alive as a burnt offering as a sin offering i mean and no priest nobody eats out of the sin offering which was a type in typology of what christ was meant to do for our sin we're supposed to confess our sin on him our sin was supposed to be laid on him and he was supposed to be sacrificed outside the gate that was why he was taken to Golgotha. so the prophet the the law about the sacrifice for sin was a prophecy that was fulfilled by the death of christ so therefore at the dispensation of grace which we find ourselves right now anybody who teaches animal sacrifice as a means of reaching to god is teaching false doctrine because christ already fulfilled that prophecy and christ is now our sacrifice so sacrificing dove sacrificing goat praying with dove praying with animals in order to get prosperity they are basically rituals that emanate from idolatry because christ has paid it up so we have some of these issues that is even currently going on in our days today where the bible made us to know that the name of jesus is enough for anyone who calls on the name of the lord shall be saved that's the that's the scriptures so if we are coming to the presence of god we come only in the name of jesus we have people who now begin to talk about adding works doing some prophetic work where they will tell you to bring coconut they will tell you to bring salt they will tell you to go and fetch the sand in the sea they will tell you to take some local sponge get some local soap wash those your head with those local soap and throw the sponge in the river when you are throwing that sponge in the river speak a word 
that I pursue debt, I pursue problem. They will tell you some things to chant and then they will tell you you can end it in the name of the Lord. And you will do that and when you are throwing the sponge, you must not look back because if you look back, the problem you have washed away and every other thing in the sea will follow you. These are paganism that were borrowed into Christianity and we have a lot of people who are still currently teaching all these things, practicing all these things, which they call themselves prophetic churches. I am not against prophetic churches, but any sign, any manifestation of rituals in our day-to-day -day activities with God, it is of paganism. And these things were going on in the church at Ephesus. And it's still very much going on in our days today because the, the church then could not even overcome this thing. These people are already infiltrated. They've already infiltrated the church. So, Paul was advising Timothy to spend quality time to teach people the right doctrine and to encourage people not to pay attention to myths. Myths are false beliefs, demonic beliefs, paganist beliefs that has now been borrowed into the church settings and endless genealogies. This promotes empty speculations rather than God's plan, which operates by faith. The plan of God for us to come closer to him is only through faith in the atoning work of his son Jesus Christ. Any other thing aside from faith in Christ, having faith in a pendant, uh, having, carrying pendant on your neck, kissing pendant, kissing ring, believing that a ring can protect you, believing that a pendant can protect you, uh, believing that some beads that you count can protect you from evil, these are paganist beliefs that has been borrowed into Christianity. And it is the duty of Timothy to teach people at the church of Ephesus to open their eyes that idolatry is already coming into the church through false doctrine. Now the goal of our instruction is love that comes from a pure heart, a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have deviated from this and turned aside to fruitless discussions. This was a major problem in the church at Ephesus. Instead of focusing on faith and love that Jesus came to preach, we as a church have deviated into demonic discussions, arguments about this, about that. They want to be teachers of the law, although they don't understand what they are saying or what they are insisting on. But we know that the law is good, provided one uses it legitimately. We know that the law is not meant for a righteous person, but for the lawless and the rebellion, and the ungodly and sinful, for the unholy and irrelevant, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for sexual immorals and homosexuals, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and for whatsoever else is contrary to the sound teaching, based on the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was entrusted to me. You see, we have to look at the antecedent of Apostle Paul. He has the authority because he was an apostle of Christ. He saw Jesus Christ 
he learned on he, he learned at the foot of some of the apostles first and he was the apostle of god to the gentiles he was once a teacher of the law he was a lawyer in the mosaic law he knows the torah he understand the interpretation of every single law of israel it's just like many of us may not understand how to interpret the laws of our country because we are not lawyers we are not educated in that part but paul was educated in interpretation of the law of moses and all the laws that that governs the land of the jews so he understand the law deeply he know the interpretation of everything that god intended to do through the law and from him he is telling us that christ is the only authority that our faith must be attached to having faith because somebody is teaching some some wrong teachings because somebody have air time and they sit on radio they are teaching people on how to use herbs to pray teaching people on how to use herbs to do some things they they make people attention to shift away from the lord i met a prophet who told me that i need to sprinkle salt around my altar seven times as you take the salt and sprinkle it around my altar so that i can attract powers so that anything i say on that altar will come to pass i say well you have to understand that before many of us came to christianity we've been with juju before some of us were born into idolatry. Some of us were born into juju practice. My family have their own masquerades. They have their own shrine. We have priests. We have evil forest. That if you are not 18 years old, you cannot enter that forest. We have special names so many of us engaged in juju practices voodoo practices as a child as children before we grew up civilization came and Christ find us and we realized that all the things we've been practicing all this while were not of god and we repented from them and dissociated ourselves from all these sangomas and voodoo stuffs Immediately, I see element of diabolism in any church. I don't step my feet in that place again because you are borrowing paganism into the church. Ordinarily, sprinkling sea salt around you will bring demons to your home, will bring spirits to your home, and you can use those spirits to your advantage. You can use them to, if you have authority, if you have the powers, you can send those demons to do on errand for you. You can send them to do things for you. That is if you have the key. So ordinarily sprinkling salt around your life will attract some demons into your life that if you don't even understand, you will bring more problem to yourself. Going to the, the, the bush to go and pluck certain leaves, a pastor gave you leaf and tell you that this leaf is going to bring you favor. 
use it to dab your head and pray on it. These are diabolism. These are demonic doctrines that Paul was trying to encourage Timothy to speak against. So, this series is going to help us to understand the false doctrines, the good doctrines that are in line with the word of God according to the prescriptions of Apostle Paul to his spiritual son, Timothy. And I pray that as we go dive into these books, you will be open-minded and you allow the Holy Spirit to also speak to you and minister to you. And if you have any question as regards anything that you are reading in the book of First and Second Timothy, don't hesitate to message me on WhatsApp or you can leave the message on our main group. God bless you in Jesus' name. See you tomorrow. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore events i'm also on tiktok at at underscore events i'm on youtube at at events missions see you in the next episode